should enter the forest. Whereas a purified Brahmana should accept the renounced order of life. One who is not surrendered to me should move progressively from one ashrama to another, never acting otherwise. So here there are different different categories of people who are mentioned. One is the Brahmachari. Brahmachari is a person, if you remember yesterday uh, we were talking about a Brahmachari is a person who has, who is not interested in marriage, who is basically given up woman or you know the other sex from his life. He is basically interested in only his growth. But then what happens to him? If he desires to go back to his material world. So a Brahmachari is not having a wife, so he goes back to his parents wherever they are and stays over there. He should live at home with his family. That is what is mentioned. Now, you will find that there are certain examples which I will give you whereas these things are concerned. Now, you will find a Brahmachari who stays with his parents. You know, could be a Shankaracharya. You know, he came back, met his mother and finally he stayed with her for some time and then went away. Once his mother died. The second one is a householder who is eager to purify his consciousness should enter the forest. Now this is a person who is basically living with his wife or children or whosoever and then he decides that he wants to go towards Nirvana. Like a Gautam Buddha. Siddharth. You know? Siddharth he left his family and he went to the jungles and he stayed in the jungles for some time. That is Siddhartha. Whereas a purified Brahmana should accept the renounced order of life. Purified Brahmana means somebody who has gone beyond, has gone beyond the normal life or normal teachings in the ashrama. What is he supposed to do? He is supposed to overcome his normal life and start living like a brahmana in a renounced order of life. That means he is not doing anything except bother about whatever work that he is doing. That means maybe he is doing prayers, he is teaching some people or he is just doing meditation or he is living in a forest just like that, like a forest dweller. So it could be something like that. One who is not surrendered to me should move progressively from one ashrama to another, never acting otherwise. Now, what are the ashrams? Four ashrams are there. One is the, the childhood, after that the youth, and then marriage and so on and so forth. Then one prastha, that is going to the jungles and then the last one is sannyasa. All these four ashrams are there. So, what is Krishna saying? Somebody who is not devoted to me, somebody who is not devoted to me, what is he supposed to do? He is to go through one ashram to another. Ashram doesn't mean going to an ashram. Ashrama means the four stages of life. So you move from one stage to another, to another, to another, finally giving up your life. So first stage is childhood. You are born, you grow up, you study hard, you know, in school, so on and so forth. And then you become a young man or a young woman. Then what do you do? Again study some more. And after that, take up a job, get married, settle down, have children, let the children grow, so on and so forth. And once the children are grown, then what do you do? When you have reached your middle age, you give up everything 
and you take up and life of a retired person take up what is called vana prastashram vana prastashram now you know there are places like pondicherry there are places like bangalore huh? there are places like kulu manali huh? most of these hill stations or some such kind of places are the places which are meant for the purpose of putting your feet up and sitting over there just like that taking your holidays after retirement isn't that what everybody talks about so you retire with the retired life so the third ashrama is vanaprastha so you take up nothing but a retired life you stay somewhere and just forget about the rest then the last one last one is sanyas basically you take up completely you have given up and that is the ashrama that you can move into that's what he says if somebody who is not interested in admiring me or adoring me one who desires to establish family should marry a wife of his own caste who is beyond reproach and younger in age if one desires to accept many wives then he must marry them after the first marriage and each wife should be successively lower caste so here does not mean that this is a law otherwise tomorrow some of you will say oh yeah chutti is laughing away that means this is okay a guru is saying you know first wife karne ke baad ek test kiya to fir dusra restaurant fir tisra restaurant aisa nahi hai sir ek hi wife rakhna agar shaadi karna hai samajh mein aaya kya ha suppose you are interested in your material worldly life then you have to take up a wife or the woman has to take up a husband and so on and so forth and from their own caste why is this a very very important thing you know in our uh, <laughs> in our past everybody or even today for that matter oh this boy is a person from our caste he is from he is from this place and that place why are they saying like that the reason why they are saying that is because there should be no intermingling of the different kinds of caste that is what they are saying isn't it but it is construed as something wrong or bad something like that think about it today we have a person from one category marrying a person of another category how big a problem is it going to be just imagine there is a person who is staying in africa okay an african now he is going to get married to a european or an american girl do you know how big a problem that could be now just imagine there is a korean and she is getting married to a britisher now what is going to happen if a korean is marrying marrying a britisher she is saying kimchi and the britisher is saying tea and and <laughs> <laughs> so there is a big problem because the britisher is going to talk one thing and she is going to talk another thing this is a problem which we face that is not only there is a mismatch of cultures there is a mismatch of religion there is a mismatch of everything in this world think about it you know suppose there is a non vegetarian and a vegetarian getting married do you know how big a problem is going to be see the non vegetarian will insist that i want to eat meat and this and that in the house and the vegetarian will say nothing doing you cannot bring those things in the house then what happens so the person may have to eat outside 
Huh? Or the person even if he is making something in the house, what happens? Oh, these vessels you can't touch, those vessels you can't touch, you can't do this, you can't do that. So many things. Isn't it? These are my spices, you can't put them in your curry. These are my things. Oh my God, there is going to be too many problems. So, did you see that there is a mismatch there? Now you will find that even the caste, the lines of a caste drawn over here can be a mismatch. Now the caste which I am talking about are the people, those who are, if you remember what caste I have said, Brahmins are the knowers of Brahma. That means the one who understands God, divine, so on and so forth. There are very, very few people in this world and they may not be non-existent also. We are not talking about the people who wear those white threads and all that. No, 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 no. no. Those are normal human beings. They are not somebody great. They don't know Brahma from from any point of view. Okay? We are talking about the realized beings or people, those who have understood the truth. Now imagine, this person is a religious person and so on and so forth, let us say. And he is marrying somebody who is, like say for example, the next caste is Kshatriya, then the Vaishyas and then the Shudra. Now these are, we have described this caste in the form of the second one is the ruling class. So there is the managing directors and the chairmen of company and so on and so forth. Okay. Just imagine, you have this person sitting with you who is a Kshatriya. Okay. Think about it. What kind of a big mismatch is going to be? There you have Warren Buffet or somebody like that, great person, and he is marrying somebody who is like a Shandiwala, you know. What? One who knows Brahma and he is saying, Brahma is like this and Brahma is like that. Think about it. And Warren Buffet is saying, I want to earn billion dollars, I want 25 billion in the next deal of mine. Both of them can't think what they are talking about. You know, nobody can... There is a mismatch there, isn't it? Or let us say a Vaishya. The Vaishya is thinking, stock exchange may as itna paisa milega. You know, today the rates of dollar have gone down. Now I am going to invest in dollars. And somebody else will say, oh, this is happening and that is happening. The Facebook shares, they have gone through the roof. The um, These shares have gone through the roof. And just imagine that person is talking to somebody who doesn't understand what he is saying. There is a mismatch. And this mismatch can cause a lot of problems. Or the last category, which is called the working class. The working class comes home to a person who may be a scientist or to a person who is, uh, let us say for example, a person knowledgeable in the Brahma. Then what happens? Today in my office there were so much problems, you know, my boss is doing like this, my my executives in the office, they are doing like this and I had this meeting and that meeting and you know, they are transferring me to another department. And the person who is into this world, what does he say? Or who is a Brahman, you know, Brahmanyani who says, God is everything. God does everything. And there, imagine, this person is saying God does everything, God does everything and there this person who is, is a working class person saying you don't know my boss, he does everything. You know how big a mismatch it is? Raj, that's a joke, you can smile. So, <laughs> so here just imagine, 
Brahmanyani is talking to a normal person. My boss is doing everything. You know, he is a villain in my world. He is transferring me to this department. He is not giving me any sanction. This time he is not giving. And there the Brahman the Brahmanyani says, God does everything. He has everything planned out in such a way that you know, it's so beautiful. He gives the right amount of money to the right amount of people. You mean to say, I don't work hard? I really work hard. This kind of an argument is going to take place. So how can people from two extremes marry? It's going to be a problem. You know, yesterday I was watching one small clip of a film. Basically it was on uh, person, uh, what is that? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein is talking about how he is joining this society and he is writing these papers and he is writing that paper, physics, this one, that one, so many things. And his wife is, the, the lady whom he is staying with is saying, you are not bothered about me, I am carrying your baby and you don't even come home, you are always in the office. And this person says, I am doing all this so that you know we can reach somewhere in life. There is a complete mismatch. So Krishna was very clear in what he said. He says, one who desires to establish family should marry a wife of his own caste. It's an extremely important requirement. Otherwise you are going to be south and the other person is going to be north. You cannot come together. Or imagine you both are from the same category. Then what happens? You know, both of them are sitting. Now both of them are people from, let us say, the Shudra. Shudra class means basically working class. Not Shudra doesn't mean Shudra. Okay. One person is talking, you know, today in my office this happened. And this person is saying something bad and the other person says, you don't know my boss. My boss is worse than your boss. You know, at least your boss is better. He, you can get to meet him once in a week. My boss is sitting right in front of my nose in the chair, right over there. And every day he's just looking at me like this. I wish he, he doesn't come to work tomorrow. You know, at least your boss is young. You know, your boss, he's gone for paternity leave. My boss, he's an old man, he's got white hair and that fellow is mad. Paternity leave, I don't know, he's already gone through, maybe he's got grandchildren. He's a, he's a villain, you don't know. Or maybe, you know, you're talking the same language. Or the other person says, I never got my increment. And this person also says, you understand, I understand your problem, you see. You never get your increment, I also never get my increment. So at least you're talking the same language, isn't it? That is the reason why two categories can say. Just imagine, I, I want you to think about this also. Okay? Now, Bahubali is marrying somebody from the lower category somewhere. Bahubali is thinking, of, I want to capture that land. I want to do this. I want to fight this war. And she saying, you know, yesterday I went to the market and I was trying to sell fish over there and nobody came to buy. Why? You don't understand, it is war. there is war over there, no? That is why I am losing business. So what is Mr. Bahubali going to say? You want me to stop my war, is it? <laughs> See, there is a mismatch. So I hope you understand. It is not for some stupid reason that this is mentioned. It is mentioned for a specific reason. So that both of, both the husband and the wife can at least speak in the same language 
be in same category, understand each other's issues and so on and so forth. Who is beyond reproach? Reproach means there should not be any problem. Hmm? Otherwise, like a uh, few days ago, I was I was talking to, and uh, he says, you know what? This fellow got married. He had taken 15 lakh loan on a house that he's building in his native place. And he got married and that girl gave 20 lakh rupees dowry and that 15 lakhs was paid for that house. Now he doesn't have any loan. So you are selling yourself so that you can buy, you can take money from the girl and get married. I mean, think about this. What kind of a world a person is living in? You are living on somebody else's money. And that too, before marriage you have taken dowry. What kind of life is that? That means you don't trust your own hands and your legs. That you are incapable and most useless person on earth that cannot work with his own hands and your wife together, husband and wife working together so that you can do whatever that is required in this world. This is the stupidest thing. You are taking money from somebody else so that you can get married. I don't think. And by the way, that person is a chartered accountant who got married. And he has taken some 15-20 lakh rupees dowry. For what reason? I don't understand. And then he has taken months and months and months trying to look for a girl. What kind of a girl? Somebody who is an engineer, somebody who has got you know some work experience so that when she comes and she can also start earning. So then why did you take money from her father? If you can pay off your own loans, why take money from somebody else? This is something which I have never understood why people cannot trust their own brains and their hands and their body. Work hard in this world. They want to live on somebody else's money. That's not correct. So you should be beyond reproach. Nobody should be able to point fingers at you. Think about it. I, I can tell you another story where the girl, you know, she came from a very rich household and she was married and to this man. By the way, this man is a decent, he's the only son by the way. And this person was working in an IT company, in IBM for that matter. This person is working in IBM and he took a huge dowry. And on top of it, after taking the dowry, the father said, then he said to his wife who was already an MPEC, an MPEC girl, you should come and work over here. I never work, I have never lifted finger in my life. And the girl is saying very clearly to him, I am not even going to work. So he was at loggerheads, he doesn't know what to do. So there were fights in the house, some little bit here and there. Though he, this boy has taken dowry. So this girl's parents, what they did, they brought a plot and they built a three-story building over there. And in that, they said, the middle floor is yours, the ground floor and the top floor will be given on rent. So you will get about 50,000 rupees rent, which will be sufficient enough for my daughter to run her house. And that is going to be my daughter's contribution towards your marriage, towards this family that you are having. Now tell me something. This girl is not going to work. She is going to sit at home doing nothing. She has got servants. They will do everything. And they are getting 50,000 rupees from the top floor and the bottom floor. 
and this man is working in IBM. His contribution is IBM salary and the girl's contribution is the rental from top and bottom. This is this kind of stupidity is there in this world. So the man says, I can't even tell her anything now. Lift a spoon and keep it over there also he can't say. Because every time when he opens his mouth, she says, Mere baap ne tumko itna paisa diya hai. My father has given you so much of money. And on top of it, you know, I am also earning. See the rental coming from this and this building is, and the house where you are staying, you are not even paying a rent. So that also you count as 25, 30,000 rupees. So 75,000 rupees is my contribution to, to this household. Nothing. Whether the man can even open his mouth and speak. He cannot open his mouth. Neither can the girl be told anything. She just sits at home doing nothing. Incidentally, yesterday I saw her photograph. That's why I am giving you the story. You know what she has joined? You know those classes which you get? Different kinds of... Oh, I go to this gym and I do this thing. What? Take my... Look at my photograph. I am doing dance. Or whatever the hell that she is doing. She has put on weight, so she is going for the dance classes. I mean, what kind of an idiocy is that? So now understand why Krishna says this, that please, it has to be beyond reproach. There nobody, neither the man nor the woman should be in a position to talk bad about each other. Or both should be working hard towards earning something and going towards in some direction. And younger in age. You see, if a woman is older in age, she's anyway, by the time she's 45 or 50, you know, she's already reached a stage where she cannot bear children. That is a point. Now, the man is 25 and the girl is 35. What happens? You know what's going to happen? She's going to teach him everything. And this person is a hot-headed person. You know, by the 25 age, a man doesn't understand half of the things in life. He's not mature, by the way. A man gets matured, I think, approximately at the age of 45-50. But till the age of 30-40 and all, he's still immature. He doesn't understand anything in this world. And if you, if somebody is married and who has got a husband who may be 35 or 40 or whatever, please understand this person has very little brains in his head. Because he doesn't understand the nitty-gritty of this world. He thinks that his world is completely different. And a woman becomes mature pretty fast. By the time a girl is 16, she is her age, in terms of man's age, would be around 25 or 28. A man, even if he is 20, he is still a 12-year-old or maybe 10-year-old. When he becomes 30, he may be just becoming 16. Okay, when he is 35 and 40, he has just become 20, 25 or so. There is no maturity. And when there is such a problem, where the brains and the body doesn't mature that way, because you see, a man is sexually active even at the age of 70 and 80. Go and ask you, Hefner or somebody like that. They will tell you. They are sexually active even at the age of 80. Correct? Now, look at all these women. By the time they are 45, they have finished children and all that. Then what happens? 
there in their life they are looking at grandchildren by the time they are 45 and 50 whereas the man is thinking of 16 year old when he is 50 60 70 he is still looking at 16 year old and 17 year old girls that is the kind of brain a man has so you see there is a age problem there so you have to understand the girl has to be younger in age so that at least there is a certain amount of maturity in the person both their maturity levels are nearly same you know if one desires to accept many wives he must marry them after the first marriage and each wife should be successively lower caste this can be misconstrued like any other religion in this world bola krishna ne bola hai teen char aurat log rakhenga shaadi karenga to bhi chalta hai i'm sorry first and foremost you can't handle one woman you want to handle four women you know if an argument starts you can't argue with one woman you should know that is in a marriage suppose you know the girl and the man and the man and the woman are both arguing the man's argument is going to be after 15 minutes of argument he's going to say i am going to my room dram he'll just close the door and walk into his room that's one thing he will do or he will say i'm going out just now and he'll just walk out of the house and when he returns also the woman will start where she left by the way and the man is thinking i thought i i went out and i came she must have forgotten about it no 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 she is going to remind you tomorrow also and the day after tomorrow also and the day after that also that is how a woman's nature is and that's how a man's nature is man is like you know uh, please understand how a man man works in his brain and how a woman works very simple example please remember this all your lifetime remember this okay man just ejaculates once i know this may not sound very nice to you he just gives once sperm and finished he is finished with his life a woman carries the baby in her womb and her mind is exactly like that and a man's mind is exactly like that one ejaculation of his he doesn't remember 99% of the things what is going on so in his world he has already forgotten what he said you understand and the woman will keep on thinking about it and this is the problem which every person has a man doesn't dwell on the subject he thinks it is finished and it's gone and a woman dwells on the subject as if she is carrying the baby throughout her life and today she will celebrate her mother's day and there after that she will celebrate grandmother's day and after that great grandmother's day also why and father the woman will say i don't know who the father of this person is and the father will say mere ko kya karne ka you know there was this uh, very beautiful movie in which uh, there is this one girl young girl you will you will you will smile at it and the whole movie is about abba i don't remember the name of the movie but it was a movie where one girl is there and she calls four men to that place to say i want to know who my father is she doesn't know her father and none of these four guys have bothered about this girl at all you remember what i told you they have just given one sperm and finished they don't remember also where that thing has gone 
where is the woman that the lady of that film i i think it was uh, it was a very nice uh, i forgotten who she was meryl streep if i am not mistaken meryl streep was the mother and she is carried in her mind who is the father and where is he but but she has taken care of that girl and she has taken care of her very nicely mama mia is the name of the film very good now mama mia is the name of the film and now think about it this girl has brought her supposedly four fathers four fathers means four fathers also and four fathers also means there are four people and these are all handsome guys by the way every woman would like to go around with them look at all the four guys they are so handsome you know of course but these guys don't give a damn about what they have done and it is the whole film is like that so please understand in your life also if you are a woman you are going to incubate the baby that is incubate the thing that is going on and dwell on it dwell on it dwell on it dwell on it whether till it comes out as a child okay and then you are going to take care of the baby then the baby is going to i am talking about your problems i am talking about the fights that you have i am talking about situations in your life which a woman will keep on dwelling and dwelling and dwelling on it till it becomes a baby and a girl and maybe grows up into a handsome woman a beautiful woman and then she gets married and maybe she doesn't get married maybe she has a grandchild still the woman will carry that thing in her brain in her mind just like she carries the baby till she dies today we are celebrating mothers day if it is a man you know what he will do happy mothers day i have to go to work. i have to get to work that's what he will do if it is a man if it is a woman this is my mother i have to write a facebook page i have to write this i have to send her flowers i have to send her gifts i can do this for you i can do and ma i want to call you i want to talk to you i want to do this i want to do that and a man if it is it is her son uh, i i wish you in the morning no that's how a son reacts and a and a girl and a daughter reacts in a way like that so these are two different methodologies which is a real fact of life and accept it and don't bother about it so if you are going to get married to four women please think about it what you are getting in so krishna was very clear krishna could handle 16108 wives because you know why he could split himself up in 1006 16108 to the power of n why because he has, he has gopis also he has everything a small diversion over here just let, let me give you an understanding there is a very beautiful place called golok vrindavana it's a beautiful location somewhere nobody knows where now in golok vrindavana there are billions of gopis and each gopi is beautiful if i were to ever describe you how the gopi looks you know you will say oh my god you are talking about what dipika padukones and madhuri dikshits and uh, maybe meryl streeps and maybe julia roberts all these beautiful women okay and there is only one krishna that is what we think but you see every gopi is dancing with one krishna 
Krishna was very smart enough to clone himself into a billion Krishnas. So each gopi has one Krishna to her credit. So this gopi is not going to look at another gopi and say, my Krishna is better than yours. She is not going to say that. Because all Krishna look the same. All Krishnas have the same image and everything. So every gopi thinks she has the best Krishna in her world. And that's the only way in which she has been able to overcome this problem. Otherwise, You understand this joke? Well, they whole wind use karta or whole use karta. So, there is a problem there. So, that is the reason why Krishna was able to clone himself as the same entity in every household. One story. Once upon a time, Narad Muni, you know Narad Muni? Very good. Narad Muni is one of the greatest saints of India. And uh, yeah, you would call him the person who lagav chabi here, chabi there, chabi there, chabi there, everywhere. Okay. In, in, uh, in a marriage, there is always going to be one person who will lagav chabi here and chabi there also. Every person's marriage you know, has that. Either it's an uncle or an aunt or a mother or a sister or somebody is there. So, Narad Muni, he goes to meet Krishna one day. And that is in a place called Dwarka. Dwarka is in Gujarat, you know. Very beautiful place. So, he goes to Dwarka to meet Krishna. And during that time, he is meeting Krishna, the husband. And the wife over there is Rukmini. You know, you know. And Krishna is, is, you know, serving her. Or she is serving him. And they are happily sitting and chatting or doing something. Then he says, Okay, Krishna is doing very nicely with his wife. So, hello Krishna, how are you? Everything is fine. Bola chai pani pina either. Bola brukbon ka chai nahi. Mere paas hai na baag bakri chai hai. Pine ka hai kya tumko? Bola nahi. Mere pani pita. And then he has something and goes away from there. Thinking, you know, Narayana, Narayana is doing that. You know, Narayana, Narayana, how he does with that ektara of his. So, he is doing Narayana, Narayana. And then he thinks very dicely. He thinks, you know, now I know he is not with his second wife, Satyabama. I know him. So he goes to the house of Satyabama. So when he enters the house, he sees there is a Krishna over there. And Krishna is, Satyabama is, by the way, the tyrant in all this group. Okay, She is the one who makes Krishna do everything, whereas everybody does for Krishna. That's the other way around. Okay. So Satyabama is saying, Mere and this and that and Krishna is doing everything for her and Krishna is happily doing everything for Satyabama and he says oh my god this household also looks like a very happy one because Krishna is doing every job over here so he says so Krishna must not be there in the third household you know he must have sneaked from the first and has come over here so he says hmm maybe I should go to the next one he goes to every house over there. 16,108 wives of his. And he sees that there is one Krishna over there serving that woman over there. And he says, what the hell? 
and uh, what the hell he wouldn't say, he would say what the Goloka. And he goes back to meet Narayana. You know, Narayana is his favorite guy. He says, Narayana, I have a big problem. You see, I couldn't bear this thing. Krishna is there in every house. And the wife over there seems to be very happy. And the husband is also very happy. How can he be there in all this? So he says, don't you know Krishna? He's already cloned himself into billion Krishnas. And every household he is going to be there. And he is conforming to that wife's needs. He does exactly what that wife desires. Now think about your own husband if you are a married woman. You are thinking, what is this man? I don't understand those who understand Hindi will understand. Is, is this my husband? He doesn't listen to anything. If I say something, today you have to go to the market and get these kind of things. You know, tomorrow there is going to be Mother's Day, I want to. Your mother is coming, I am not going to be around. He will tell you like that, run away from there. I would rather have one Krishna in my life, you see. And now you will understand why every, every woman wants a Krishna in her life. Because he is the guy who listens to everything and everybody, he fights equally, he does everything in exactly the equivalent way. Like if you think in terms of a fight, you know, you need to have 50-50. You can't have 80 and 20, no, ratio over there. If Satyabhama says, I will show you, I will get one weapon, I will get one talwar. Krishna will say, okay, you get your talwar, I'll get one dhal. Okay? This is how both of them can fight each other to the tooth and nail. And finally, in the end, they will all meet each other. Okay, let's, now, enough of this fight for today. Let's make love. Okay, yes, I will be there. <laughs> and it is okay with you. <laughs> so, he's a spontaneous person. He can do anything in this world. And that is the reason why every woman in this world or every gopi loves Krishna. Now you understand that only person in this world who can satisfy a woman is Krishna. And a man, by the way, is not satisfied with anything. What can I do? So, <laughs> so this is how the whole thing works. And here, Krishna is saying, if you can, if you can marry many wives, please do. First, you will not be able to provide them. Second, you will not be able to satisfy them. Third, you are going to run away from the house. Okay? So, why you want to get into this? So, each successful, each wife should be successively lower caste. So, that is a difficult thing, isn't it? Because one person is going to say, I am Brahmin family, okay, I am from Chudra family. <laughs> and none of them are going to do anything and it's going to be a big pain. So, yeah. So, it was a joke which I made. It's not important to get married so many times. It's the most important thing is, if you can handle one person in your life, that should be the best thing in this world. And why are you thinking in terms of somebody else or something else? There is no need. Be happy with yourself and be happy with the one that you are with. That is it. What Krishna means over here is not get into all kinds of entanglements so that you are not going to be happy at all. You just have to be happy in the world. 
All twice born men, Brahmana, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas must perform sacrifice, study the Vedic literature, given charity. Only the Brahmanas, however, accept charity, teach the Vedic knowledge and perform sacrifice on behalf of others. Now, everybody has been given their job and every person is supposed to do what they are supposed to do. Now think about it. A Kshatriya means Kshatriya means a ruling class, somebody who is ruling. Now, suppose it's a chairman of your company and you go to the chairman of your company and say, can you just hold this for a minute? I want to tie this over there. Or can you climb on this tool and, and just tie this over there? You think he's going to do that? You know what he's going to say? I've got 20 people who can climb on this tool and tie this up over there. Isn't it? You see, the higher you go in your life, the more delegation of jobs you do. The lower you are, you are the donkey who does everywhere. Is that understood? So you are a Shudra if you are doing all the work. And if you are that Kshatriya, you are maybe fighting wars. That means, think about it in terms of say, Bill Gates or Warren Buffet or uh, you know, all the great people in this world, Ambani's of this world. Do you really think they are working like a Tom, Dick and Harry? Like a chota chota kam? No, 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 no. They are thinking in terms of which is the next company that we can buy, which is the next amount of investment that we have to do, where are we supposed to do, how are we supposed to make more and more and more and more money. They don't have time for petty issues. Petty issues mean, sir, he beat me up. You know how the uh, children talk in school? He's pulling my hair. You think uh, Dhirubhai Ambani's son, I mean, uh, Ambani is bothered about who is pulling whose hair? Then those who want to grow in life, stop being so petty in your life. Today in the morning we were discussing something. We were discussing about how to make a company. Okay? And that person is telling me, we wrote the manifesto of the company. The constitution, the this, the that, so many things. I asked, what do you mean by all that? Is it going to make money for you? Are you going to grow? You can write a storybook on that, by the way. And I don't know how many people will buy your storybook. What is the meaning of business? Business clearly translates into go make money. You know, in the corporate structure, corporate world, I have seen so many corporate people in this, in this corporate world. You know, if, if I sping them in the middle, what they will say? I am getting into a meeting, you know. You are getting into a meeting for what? For that one project which is going on for the last 20 years. A person gets into a meeting. For what? Have you noticed any of your top executives do not even leave their cabins or go out anywhere to do any work of yours? And you know you are into meetings from morning to night and not one, one, one rupee worth of money you have made for yourself. Oh, you know, my, my budgets are there. I've got about $50,000 budget and I have to spend it. What are you doing? 
go out and sell go out and do something with it you see you will find that there was this very beautiful story which uh, one of my friends had posted it's about one worker ant the worker ant is working very hard so there comes a supervisor the supervisor comes and he says you should keep the stuff over there and not over there and that and the worker ant is okay sir and keeps on doing the supervisor gets a manager the manager says let us do one thing let us find the productivity of the ant so let us appoint one consultant the consultant will give us a you know an idea about how efficient the ant should be and by the time the end of the story comes the worker ant is sacked and everybody is sitting in a meeting thinking about what is the next move that we can do so that we can do the productivity better productivity of the company you know how stupid that sounds the person who is the worker is not even doing anything just now at the moment they are sitting in meetings and every company of yours that you all are working in you know how many meetings you sit in i am doing a project which is going to carry ahead in this Uh, we are going to earn three million dollars in the next six months' time, sir. Please earn three million dollars in one day and show me. We are sitting in a meeting to earn three million dollars round at the end of the year, which doesn't get culminated into anything. And how much money are you getting paid for that? And how many people are involved? Do you know what is the problem there? There are twenty people sitting in a meeting. Each of them is getting a salary. multiply it 20 times you know see the salary multiply it 20 times for taking a 3 million dollar decision what is the profitability in that 3 million dollar business if the profitability is 50% let us say 1 and 1/2 million dollar you have spent on thinking about it and sitting in a meeting 20 people are involved in a meeting for 6 months how stupid is this world I think you understand what I'm getting at. Those who really want to work in this world, please go out and work. Don't tell me I am in a meeting and I'm trying to draw my, you know, my manifesto of a company. Don't say those words. The manifesto of a company doesn't get job for anybody. Your idea is to go out and say, "Kam hai kya tumhare pas?" And the person will say, "Nahi hai. Tumhara hai na." I want to see the charter of things that you do, sir. Give me a boot polish job. I'll do that. You tell me to stand outside for the whole day. I'll do that. So today morning I asked the person. So let us say you get a job. And what is the job? Sitting in a train at Passer Ris, huh? And getting off at the other end of the. What is that called? I don't remember. Something, Jurong or whatever. Now think about it. That is the job, Jukun. Passer Ris to Jukun. Sit in the train. Come inside at Passer Ris. Sit in the train. Go to the end of Jukun. Take another train. After one train, you leave in the middle. Come back to again Passer Ris. Take another train. Go back over there. Take another train. Go back over there. Full day. You would have done twenty trains. For every train, you get five dollars or fifty dollars. 
into 20, you have made already $1,000. How much you have actually spent on it? Remember, you have got in at passive risk. And when you log inside that and you log out of it, you have not gone outside the station. You might have spent $5 or $10 max. But have you made $1,000? That is called money in the bank. And that's the kind of job you should do. You know, people appoint PwC and all those kind of big, 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 big companies to do a project. I want to see how I can make more money. I will appoint consultants. I will tell you one thing for sure. You see, when Warren Buffet became the rich man in this world, he never had consultants. And neither did the Microsoft person. None of the top bosses in the world ever had a consultant. They had a worker. They had a doer. D-O-E-R. The more consultants that you gather in this world, the more amount of confusion they are going to make. No money will get made in this world. So please, those who are business people over here, don't appoint any consultant. Your decision you take, it's either right or wrong. If it is wrong, you will make a loss. If it is right, you will make more money. There are only two things in business. Okay? In life also, you have to understand one thing. The more amount of arguments that you have with your husband or wife, no work will get done. If your wife says, this is yeast, agree with her. You know why? Because you can move on from there in life and do the next job and do the next job and do the next job so what Krishna is saying over here is just keep on doing so every human being should understand this and just keep on doing things don't sit in meetings and if there is a meeting tell them I have to go to the loo maybe I have got loose motions just get out of it okay what you will save the company uh, maybe a million dollars at the end of the year. Right? Just tell your boss, na, whoever, suppose there are people who are there in this in this place who are doing meetings, na, just tell your boss, Terku jo karne ka hai, tu kar, yaar, meirku sab mal samastha nahi hai. Malega, terku decision lene ka hai, lena, meri liye committee mat appoint kar. You know, if the more committee that you appoint, na, no decision will ever get. It's like politics. And a politics, Politics is a very funny game. I am not going to go ahead of this. I am just going to teach you politics a little bit. How politics works and how what exactly happens. In the last so many days, you know what you are hearing? In the news. What are you hearing? You are hearing in the news. Today morning also it is said Pyongyang. You know Pyongyang? I don't, I, do you know where it is? No. It's in North Korea. The capital city. Okay, North Korea has blasted one uh, missile in outer space or somewhere, God knows where, and nobody knows what it is about. Last two, three months down the line, everybody is talking about how North Korea is going to blast America and blast this one and blast that one and all those things are happening. Isn't it? I'm sure you have heard this news. Mr. Donald Trump says, I will show him, I will show that. And he sent a fleet of his ships over there. Fleet of his ships over there. Ships nahi ho sakta, ship hota hai. 
So he sent a fleet. The fleet has gone to North South Korea. Maybe it is in Seoul. Okay. Now you will ask me where is Seoul? Kimchi. You know kimchi, no? Very good. You know Sai, no? He's done that dance. Yes, that's the place. South Korea. So he sent a lot of ships over there and they are anchored over there somewhere. And what is the boogaboo over there? North Korea is going to blast them. What has happened over there is not understood by many people in this world. I will give you the scenario in the next 5 minutes about the world scenario so you can understand how this whole politics works. You see, in the United States, there was one president called... I don't remember his name. Now there is a new president who has come, his name is Donald Trump. By the way, everybody hates Donald Trump, which everybody knows, isn't it? I mean, all the newspapers in the world write everything bad about him. There is only one channel which says something nice about him, that's Fox. Fox Network. Come back to the story. He got appointed as the President of America. And the first thing that he did was what? I'm not going to allow Mexicans inside. I'm going to cancel the H-1B visa. All these things he said, isn't it? And he has gone ahead with that. H-1B visa cancelled. Okay, Mexicans not allowed. What else? I will go and blast North Korea. Right? All these things he said. And on top of it, he said something else. He said, you know what? Make in America. We are going to transfer all the things that now everything, everybody has to make in America. We don't want foreigners. Now all these things, you know, you are going to start hating him. Because first and foremost, we are all Indians. We are an H-1B visa and we have a problem in our life. I will tell you how beautiful this whole thing works. Last year, 2016, when Mr. Obama was there, 65,000 Indians got H-1B visa. This year, when Mr. Donald Trump is there, 72,000 visas have been given. Okay? Has the visas dropped down? No. On the contrary, he is going to increase them. Okay? So, is he telling the Indians not to come? No, no, he is not saying anything like that. He is just saying, I am just going to hold up as one visa. That's it. He just said those words. Has he stopped the Mexicans from coming? No, I don't think. Mexicans, if they want to come, they can just cross the... They can jump across. They can take a pole vault and jump across. Nobody is... Britos are who is... He's crossed the border, he will tell you. Anybody can cross the border. It's not a problem in this world. Okay, this is one thing. Then what did he do? He came up with a health policy. Remove the Obama's health policy. I am going to start my Donald Trump health policy. All these things he has done, isn't it? Now I want you to understand the real picture. Now I am telling you the real picture, how a politician works. The place where Donald Trump's fleet is, is surrounded from all sides by China. China has built a base in the middle of the ocean. There is no deterrent over there. Now you will say, why is Donald Trump calling Duterte, whatever his name is, you know, Philippines president, why is he calling? 
He is the big murderer and all that. Everybody will say this. Think about it. Donald Trump doesn't have a base anywhere. Philippines was one of his greatest bases. During the time of Obama, the base was removed. He is colluded so that he can again have that base over there. Mr. Donald Trump is surrounding entire China by his weaponry. He is not bothered about North Korea. North Korea is a machar, small entity. Now think about how his brain works. Do you understand what I am saying? This is called politics. You have to read in between the lines. He is clearly establishing his military superiority in that region. And he is not leaving a single stone unturned. He has gone to China, he has called Jinping to, to America and he has shaken hands with him and he has told him, you know what? I am going to export to you beef. You send me chicken. Do you know the reason why? Because the balance of trade in America with China is in China's favor. 460 billion dollars plus on China's side. So Mr. Donald Trump has signed the deal. You know why? Because he wants to reduce this thing. He wants it in his favor. So you make friends with your enemies. But you do not give them military superiority also. So surround the entire country with weapons. Think about the political detente that is there. He has made friends with Russians. He has made friends with Indians. No China in this world can take Panga with him. You should understand this. Nobody in this world can take Panga with him. Because he has got friends in Russia. He has got his missiles. And he has got them installed in Korea. Saying that there is a problem with North Korea. Actually the problem is not North Korea. He has got his Thar missiles over there. I, I don't know whether you know about THAAD. A third missile is called an anti-missile. Let us say China launches an ICBM, that is Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. This third missile, if it is released, it can go and neutralize this weapon right up there in the sky. This is the brain of that person. He is remembered and he has brought all the things back to America. He has told even Apple, don't manufacture anything in China. Manufacture it in America. So that the money doesn't go out. What is Narendra Modi doing? He is doing the same thing. So do you understand how politics works? But a common man doesn't understand these things. So Krishna's domain is exactly like this. Krishna works in a very very strange manner. Nobody understands what is the politics in that. I have given you just a very small glimpse of how politics works. On one side make friends with China, on the other side surround him with entire weaponry so that they don't take panga with you. And just use somebody else's name. You know, use somebody's shoulder to fire on somebody else. So he is using North Korea as a shoulder. How does this look now? 
Doesn't it look that this guy is doing something really fabulous? That is exactly what Narendra Modi is doing. He is trying to do exactly both the leaders including Mr. Putin is doing the same thing. You see these kind of political leaders till they don't become corrupt will help the nation. And this is what you need to understand. So I have taken 11 minutes of your time to give you a political answer of whatever this real thing in the world is. Alright? And this book, the Bhagavatam, talks exactly on these lines. It's all about politics. It's out how to live in this world. What to do. Don't waste your time in meetings. Get your work done. Do everything under the table. Nobody understands. Yes, the type of thing that you talk about in the world is different than what you actually do. Nobody knows what he is doing, isn't it? So you should also be doing exactly what you have to do so that you can grow in your world. But you don't need to tell the world what exactly you are doing. Political knowledge is all that you need to have. And that is why Krishna says, learn everything and do everything accordingly. Okay, so I will end my satsang over here. You have a very good day or a very good evening.